Eagles Entertainment. Anything that moves, I don't care who it is. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown! You're listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right, another day, and we are getting close to preseason game one today as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 399. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with Ben Fennell and Chris McPherson about our takeaways from a short one-hour practice on Wednesday morning at the NovaCare Complex, as the team is now just two days away from their first preseason game here in the 2022 season. Head coach Nick Sirianni spoke before practice with the media. We'll get into some of what he had to say about about this game and also our takeaways from practice right here at the top of the show. We'll pick some players of the day. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, guys that we're excited to see take the field on Friday night. So a few things to talk about as the preseason gets closer. We'll hit on all of that here in today's show. Before we get there, some housekeeping. We we'll always make sure we hit on number one. Make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. If you've got a question about this team, if you've got anything you want to throw us, uh, make sure you head on over there. There's a, a comment box there. You can leave a question, uh, whether it's about the team, the scheme, the depth chart, roster cutdowns. The first roster cutdown is early next week, so make sure you go on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave that rating. Leave a comment. We'll get to it here in an upcoming show. And also, be sure to check out the Journey to the Draft podcast, our preview of the Big Ten uh, with college football really, really close now, uh, just a couple of weeks away from week zero in the college football season. Make sure you get ready with the Journey to the Draft podcast. Myself, Ben Fennell, Dane Brugler breaking things down on a weekly basis. We're talking SEC next week. Obviously, some of the top talent in the country. So you want to make sure you you are subscribed wherever podcasts can be found. That said, let's get into it. Excited to talk through what was a short but exciting Eagles practice here on Wednesday morning. It's time for Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, as I welcome in Chris McPherson and Ben Fennell. Guys, I said it there just now. It was a short practice, but I thought it was it was a, a very eventful practice. And it was pretty sharp. There were good plays on both sides of the football, C-Mac. But before we get into what we saw on the field, uh, take us through some of the roster notes as we head into the day's action. Delayed gratification here. I'm going to go a little long on this one just yes. because we're ahead of the preseason game, last practice beforehand, so I want to make sure all the injury news is up to date. Nick Sirianni talked about the playing time for the starters on Friday. He is expecting the starters to go one to two series. Okay. okay? So it'll be exciting to be able to see a little taste, hopefully, of Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and company come Friday night. So yeah. essentially, if they go three and out, don't you would expect to see them again. If they have a nice long drive, they ended a touchdown, my guess, we probably wouldn't see them again after that point. I'm conjuring images of 2004, T.O., Lincoln Financial Field. Play one, um, big, play play, one big play touchdown. They're probably ADR, coming out for another drive. Yeah, you know, yep. I cross, I'll cross my fingers on that yeah. one. So uh, let's get to the injury news here. So Jason Kelsey, he underwent surgery, yep. a clean-out procedure um, for that discomfort that he's had in his elbow. Nick Sirianni said that, look, we're not going to put a timetable on it. We are hopeful that he'll be ready for week one against the Detroit Lions. Kelsey is the league's Ironman at center, having started the last 122 consecutive regular season games. Sirianni said he's the toughest guy that he's ever coached or been around. So if he's anywhere near close to being able to go, he expects him to be ready for week one. Going down the other players who did not participate in today's practice, Grant Calcaterra with the hamstring. 
Tackle Raven Clark with a hamstring. Running back Kenneth Gainwell, hip injury. Safety Anthony Harris, new on the list due to tooth pain. Don't know what that will mean for him come Friday. Wide receiver John Hightower, a groin injury. Devontae Smith still has a groin injury. He's missed the last five practices, but he is starting to do a little rehab work on, on the, the sideline. Side yep. So he's day-to-day, so he is getting closer to returning to the field. Cornerback Jimmy Moreland with the ankle injury. Boston Scott still in concussion protocol. Wide receiver Greg Ward, the toe injury. And Carrick Wheatfall also at wide receiver hamstring injury. Some good news along the offensive line. Andre Dillard and Jordan Maialata still limited, but they did participate yes. in some team periods today as they are working their way back uh, through the concussion protocol. And Jaquaski Tart uh, also returned to the facility after missing a couple practices for personal reasons. So I, w- I should have probably warned fans that, like, if you want to fast forward a portion of the podcast, no, that's you never the fast one. forward. You listen through the whole thing. That's yeah. all important. And it's like you said before the preseason game yes. Friday, just kind of take stock of who you ex- you would expect to be able to see there out on the field. Now, uh, Ben C Mac mentioned the offensive tackle position with both Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard returning to the field this week. Uh, both guys were very active today. Um, both guys got first team reps, and I thought that was one of the big takeaways. I know it was a takeaway for you uh, here in this practice was all the different rotations we saw. We saw a lot of guys getting reps with the first team. And so we saw Jordan Mailata got a lot of the first reps, but there were team periods where he and Andre Dillard kind of split. There were reps where or drills where Landon Dickerson and uh, Sua Opeta split reps with the first team. <laughs> you look at linebacker, you look at safety, you look at wide receiver. A lot of those same themes on both sides of the football with guys rotating in with the starting unit. And I really feel like that's what the summer is all about. You know, cross-training continuity. Because when the season hits and you get injuries and your depth is tested, you want to make sure guys are comfortable playing with each other and having that continuity. So I love seeing the different linebacker pairs, different safety pairs, different offensive line combinations, and it just makes them stronger together when you need them during the season. I think we've seen so many different combinations of the defense. It's really hard to get a grasp on who's going to play and what the pecking order is because Jonathan Gannon's making sure everybody gets in there, everyone gets the experience. I love seeing the younger guys get the opportunity. Helps their confidence. Also helps just get up to the speed with first-team competition. Not just threes and fours you're facing. You're starting to face NFL starters and all pros and pro bowlers, and you don't know how you feel and react to that type of competition until you're there. So the continuity, the opportunity, the getting up to speed with the quality of play, a lot to take away, and I love seeing all the different combinations out there. It's tough to keep track of each period. We're constantly scrambling and seeing who is that linebacker duo, who's back there with Marcus Epps, who's next to Juergens at center there. A lot to look at. I'm glad we're uh, safety in numbers here with all our eyes. Oh Well, and the big thing, this was something that Jonathan Gannon talked about uh, on Tuesday. Days are confusing at this point. Uh, talked about on Tuesday before practice was you know, because he's done that with the linebackers you know, since day one of last camp in, in 2021. And he said a big part of it is uh, not only getting used to playing with different combinations, but you know when you get to this point in camp, a lot of the same guys are seeing the same guys on the other side right. on a daily basis. So now you're not getting, you're seeing different bodies, you're seeing different players, and not getting completely in tune with one guy's moving. Hey, if he does this off the ball, this is the move he's going to throw at me. Uh, so just you know, trying to change things up for all these players. And I feel like we keep harping on the deep D line rotation, the different fronts, the versatility of that group, the versatility of the receivers lining up all different spots in the offense. The only thing I feel solid about is. Slay's on the outside, Bradbury's on the outside, and Maddox is the nickel. Yep. Literally, the entire roster, that's like what I feel safe about in plugging in for the depth chart for the season. I think QB1 will probably be there under center, but 
Um, you guys get what I mean, just as far as just the versatility and the depth of this team. These are good problems to have. Now, on the practice field, taking our notes, we are hustling out there. It's not easy. Um, but it's fun just to see the depth and just uh, the versatility that they're deploying. Yeah, I, I feel like that was certainly one of the big takeaways, just walking off the field uh, here this, uh, this, this morning. One of the other big ones for me, I thought it was a really crisp day for the second team offense, maybe the, the best of camp, one of the best days of camp uh, for that group. But uh, namely just getting back to the starting unit, I thought Jalen Hurts was really loose and really comfortable today. We saw that in the very first team period. Uh, he cut loose a, a deep ball to, uh, to A.J. Brown. Uh, it was a big play right sideline and seven on seven for a touchdown uh, that got the fans excited. He came back on the very next play, threw a beautiful ball to Zach Paschal on a slot fade in the end zone. So, so a couple deep ball connections. Uh, he threw a really nice speed out to Jalen Rager uh, for a first down. He hit Dallas Goddard on an over route a little bit later in practice that was perfectly placed. So uh, to me, I thought Jalen Hurts, C-Mac, was really loose, really comfortable. Uh, it's good to see before going into a game. And obviously, look, a preseason game, not the same as regular season. But you know, as the intensity starts to ramp up a little bit, uh, you kind of Got, got a sense of the mindset there from QB1. Yeah, because I think Hertz has done a great job of distributing the ball quickly and on time to the targets underneath for the most part throughout training camp. Here, he was throwing with anticipation. He was taking some shots. He wasn't settling for the underneath stuff. Let your guys go make a play. Yep. Let's see what you can do out there. You talked about that ball to A.J. Brown against James Bradbury. I mean, that throw, Bradbury, look, good coverage, but it was just a teardrop that was right into the hands of Brown. Did a great job of looking it in in the front pylon. That speed out to Rager you mentioned. I mean, Rager, tremendous concentration to get both feet in. But, have drop, yeah. but the anticipation that he threw there was outstanding. I mean, he just let the ball loose today. He showed that how explosive that this offense can be. And I, I don't know if Dallas Goddard had a big play today or not, but, I mean, Pascal had several big plays. You talked about Brown. I mean, there are a lot of weapons to distribute the ball to in this offense. So credit for Hurts as we get closer to his preseason opener yeah. to, like you said, just cut it loose and say, all right, let's let the guys make plays. Let's throw with some anticipation and be confident in the structure of the offense. You know, Pascal got in the end zone a couple times. Nice ball from Minshew later on, the left end Double zone. Move, but that ball from Hurts, yeah. that slot fade, was actually kind of a back shoulder. Yep. DB was a little high on him. Hurts threw a back shoulder to Pascal yesterday and missed him by about three yards. Not because it was inaccurate. They just didn't have the timing down on the landmark of the back shoulder. That is such a difficult route to throw. You both have to be on the same page with where that ball is going to arrive. Today, slot fade, perfectly on the numbers. Actually, not on the numbers. Actually, high and away from the defender. And Pascal pirouetted up, plucked it right out of the air. So nice to see that development uh, between you know the new receiver Pascal and getting on the same page with the quarterback. Well, Pascal has been sidelined. He's yeah, been in yeah. the hospital, so yeah. they haven't had a chance to get all those reps down. So good to see that they're taking advantage and making up for lost time. But I feel like Pascal has brought such a veteran presence. He does everything well. All the little details that you need to be able to make this roster. He's tough. He's physical. Runs good routes. I just feel like that if you have a situation where Devontae Smith is sideline or something happens to A.J. Brown or Quez Watkins, you know, Pascal can fit right in and this offense can keep moving along. And one last uh, praise in that period, Darius Slay. I feel like we get a little bit bored of his excellence too, just like we talked about Lane Johnson. He is outstanding against double moves on a daily basis. So for a guy to be so twitchy on the initial move but had the awareness, the ability to recover on the back end, we saw it in that seven-on-seven seven, little like out-and-up kind of wheel move by A.J. Brown. 
I mean, Darius Slay was Velcroed to him. There was no room for that ball. So AJ gets a couple of nice grabs. It's nice to see Slay shut him down every now and then. Too. And he he had a uh, Slay had a really nice pass break up in the first drill. Yeah. It was on a dig route against AJ Brown. I saw it was it's over a, the middle. I don't know if it was a post, a dig. No, a it was scene. a dagger. They yeah. had Quez Watkins took the top off inside, and AJ ran the dig from the outside. And so Slay jumps that route. And to your point, all right, he's going to jump this route on the dig, and then he faces the double move, and he's on top of that. Yeah. You know, so you just talk about that twitch that's, that ability. That's to Slay breakup you mentioned over the middle. It's almost like he knocked it away and yawned. Yep. <laughs> it was almost like an 80% effort. Like, he just had the receiver in his pocket the whole way. Oh, you're trying to get it in? Uh, I don't think so. Yep. Like, no, it was a really good play. Yeah, just uh, a very early, confident play. Early yeah. in practice. Um, all right, so... I wanted to kind of change things a little bit up from what we typically have been doing here uh, on the podcast with the preseason game uh, coming up, with the preseason debut. I wanted to ask you guys who we're most excited to see take the field on Friday night. And Ben, I want to come to you first because uh, the guy you want to talk about literally is going to be center stage. Uh, This is a guy that I think a lot of people are excited to see, the rookie second-round pick, Cam Juergens. No Jason Kelsey. My guess is Juergens will work with the rest of the ones in that he only plays a series or two, right? And so uh, we'll get our first look at what Juergens can look like uh, with the starting offensive line. Um, Take away. What are you hoping to see here from Cam Juergens? uh, Well, I I just want to see, you know, the for lack of better words, you know, live action and live game speed. And as much as we see full action to the ground, first team, first team, full pads here in practice, it's different at the stadium. It's different against opponents. So this is the first real test of having that true game speed. And I want to see everything from his snap quickness to his combo timing to see if we can play out on the perimeter a little bit, whether run action, screen game. Just want to make sure he looks the part with the game speed. And that really goes for all the rookies and young players. First action of live opponent game speed. It's a wide-eyed moment for some guys. Some handle it better than others. There's also some guys that just aren't good practice players. Just is what it is. Mm. It happens across every locker room, across every sport. Some guys turn it on when the lights go on. I love seeing the guys that really take advantage of those opportunities. But Cam Jurgens, center, definitely an eye on him. Yeah, he had such a strong start to camp and has really flashed even just in, in the last week or so. So I'm excited to see what he looks like working with that first unit. Yeah, with Jurgens, he spoke to the media after practice, and obviously he's a big story because, well, Kelsey being sidelined, Jurgens is the guy in yep. the interim. And he said, look, he realized coming in as a rookie that this was kind of the situation that, yes, I get to learn from one of the all-time greats, a guy with a similar play profile as him. Sirianni said there are times when Jurgen's out there on the field, and it's like, oh, that does kind of remind you a little bit of Jason Kelsey. And there is no other Jason Kelsey, but there are some semblances out there. And, of course, we all heard how Jason Kelsey helped scout Jurgen's during the pre-draft process. But nonetheless, Jurgen's knew coming in that maybe it's going to be at center, maybe a guard I'm going to have to fill in. That, like That's kind of his role is to come in and be kind of that swing interior guy to help fill in, and he's just going to try to learn as much as he can. The big difference from college to to the NFL from a training camp standpoint, he said, is college it was much more physical, getting your body regu- ready for the regular There's season. There's no preseason. No preseason. Here, it's all mental. Right. It's It's been a mentally taxing training camp. And to your point, Ben, getting on the same page with the guys and learning the playbook and knowing to be in the right place at the right time because Jeff Statlin is such a stickler for details. But in terms of going out there on Friday, he said, I've got two established veterans next to me. I've got to go prove myself, and I'm up to the task. But the guys next to me, they're going to do their jobs. It's up to me to step up to the plate. Yeah, it's going to be fun to be able to watch him working with the ones uh, here on Friday night. Uh, so Cam Jurgens, the rookie second-round pick. C-Mac, I know you wanted to talk about uh, the rookie third-round pick, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, I feel like a lot of fans, I think fans 
are most excited to probably see him, maybe outside of like maybe AJ Brown, maybe Son Reddick, some of the free agent acquisitions. But I think most fans, especially when you come to the practices at Novacare, they're always pointing out where N'Kobe Dean is. They're looking for number 17. I remember pictures of Dean signing autographs for fans after the stadium practice on Sunday. And, you know, fans are looking for him after practice to get a picture or, or one of the community youth groups have him speak to them real quick. And even though he hasn't established himself, he came in with that pedigree after his amazing career winning the national championship at Georgia. I feel like linebacker is a position that, is tough at times to shine in these practices during training camp, unless you're someone like TJ Edwards, who's been so standout flying around the ball, knocking passes down on a daily basis. I want to see Nicobe Dean probably in extended action. Is he comfortable with where he lines up? Is he comfortable getting other guys lined up? Is he in the right place at the right time? Is he able to get guys to the ground? Is he able to use that speed, that IQ, just kind of put it all together? I'm just excited to see what the third-round pick, who many thought should have been picked much earlier, can do in his preseason debut. Yeah, I, I, to your point, running back and linebacker are the two positions that are just toughest to be able to gauge uh, on a daily basis during camp, during practices, just because of the lack of uh, full contact. And so seeing these guys in live situations at those two positions in particular uh, will be a lot of fun. Yeah, he's a really fun player. And the things I'm just thinking about – if you pride yourself on being a finishing, tone-setting player, whether linebacker, running back, how do you show that on the practice field? Right. And like you had just mentioned, you really are limited in showing that. So I'm excited for guys to show that full, you know, skill set and ability. And there's some there's some tough guys in this locker room that are kind of held back on the practice field, you know, for just the structure and the way the hitting's designed and things like that. So I'm excited just to really see them fully deployed. And like you said, C-Mac, now that they're playing fast and thinking fast and nowhere to go, now just let it go out in the field and uh, you know hit hit some people. Yeah, I mean there are positions or, like there are certain certain like player types at each position where practice isolated, you know, one on one reps like that's good for them. And then there are other guys where it's like that's not where they're going to shine. They're, I would expect that they're not going to look great uh, in that scenario. But then you get into live action, you get into eleven on eleven, uh, going tackle to the ground, full contact, and that's where uh, those guys can shine. So certainly opportunities there, guys. I don't know if there's any other takeaways uh, from practice, but uh, interrupt me if there is. If not, make sure you guys go check out our practice notes, which should be live on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, the Eagles mobile app. By the time you are listening to this episode, a couple of programming notes. Uh, our next full practice for the Eagles is not happening until Sunday. So that's when you'll get the next edition of the podcast. I'm sure the three of us will have some thoughts on the, on the game as well by that point, by the time we get to Sunday. So make sure you go check that out uh, when we drop it on Sunday afternoon. Before that, game day, Friday, we've got the kickoff show. We've got the post-game show. Myself, uh, Gabriella DiGiovanni, uh, and Ike Reese will be back here for a full game day experience. So make sure you go check that out. PhiladelphiaEagles.com, Eagles mobile app, all the Eagles social channels. will be live Friday, I believe around 645, uh, the start time for the kickoff show. So make sure you go check out uh, that to get, get you ready for game day. But uh, guys, until then, we'll see you next time here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast.